Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Biscuits, colon, a hockey podcast. I am Dave Lozo, and guess who's back after a one-week hiatus? Hey everyone. There he is. Hi, Sean. I'm back, and thrilled to be back. It's so much nicer to be in cold, rainy Ottawa than to be sitting by a pool in Florida. Yeah, when I came back from Vegas last week, it was a real shock to the system how basically there was no sunshine, and it was just 45 degrees constantly, no matter what time of the day it was. It's I, I miss... I was talking about this with a friend last night. Don't you remember as a kid, like in April, it, it got warm. Like it was warm. Like it wasn't like, oh man, I might need to wear a winter coat today. It was just like, maybe you'd be like a, a light jacket day, but it was never just garbage weather like this all the time. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. Like I have no recollection of this weather. Like it went from snowball fights to playing at the park Yeah, and that was it. I don't know. Maybe like... I don't know what happened to me in March as a child, but yeah, like I don't know, maybe my parents just locked me in the basement. That was it. That made you who you are today, though. How was Disney, though? Did you go to the Hall of Presidents? No, we didn't. Mm. We kind of skipped over that that part, but yeah, we did. We did most of the whole kind of Disney experience. It was fun. Anybody throw up? No, nobody did. I was hoping for a story of shame. No, nobody did, and we kind of went easy on the rides because this was our second time, and the first time that we went to Disney World on our very first day, the park we did was Animal Kingdom. Mm. And the very first ride we did was a ride called Dinosaurs, which sounds cool because kids love dinosaurs. Uh, What kids don't love is being put in a dark room, (laughs) thrown all over the place and having dinosaurs roar in their face while a voice screams about how a meteor is about to hit you and we're all going to die. I remember that ride. I think that's a really old ride. I think I was on that ride as a kid. It might be. And the problem was, like, both of my kids, like, they don't like scary rides, even now. So two years ago, they definitely didn't. And and the problem was we went to, like, somebody who worked there before we got on. Because there's signs up that say, like, this is a scary ride. And our kids are like, "Uh, Mom, Dad, we don't don't know about this. (laughs) And we asked the guy, we're like, is this ride fast? And he's like, no, it's not fast. And he, which is true. It's not very fast. I wish it was a lot faster <laughs> because it's 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 a very slow, terrifying uh, experience. And the problem with that was like we we got out and like both the kids are crying. That both the kids are like they hate us. <laughs> and, but the problem is when you're at a theme park, right? Like you're constantly telling your kids like go on this ride, and they don't want to go. And you're like, trust me, it's fine. Yeah. And we just we lost the trust That's me over. on day one, ride one. <laughs> like to this day, 
anytime I'm like, no, go go up on the diving board and jump in. You can do it. It'll be fun. They're like, yeah, remember that ride, Dad? Yeah, I'm not doing it. Screw you. I'm sitting on the bench and you jump off the diving board. So. There's probably a dinosaur in the water, Dad. Nice try. I'm not falling for that crap again. Yeah, no way. So, I mean, to this day, like that... Most parents, like, you have to really work to pinpoint the exact moment you lost your child's trust. But <laughs> my wife and I, we, we know exactly. We give you down to the date and the time. Like, we have pictures of us walking in to the last known experience of us as a trusting family. Well, speaking of losing trust and dinosaurs and upsetting people and children, the National Hockey League is not going to go to the Olympics in 2018. That's what they claim, anyway. That, that seems to be yeah. seems to be set in stone, though. It's 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 not set in stone, but it seems like they're they're kind of serious about it at this point. And you know, you you've been away, you've you've gotten to relax and, and enjoy yourself, and you come back to this. So just 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 give me angry Sean. Give me angry Sean for ten minutes. And I'm going to go get a bowl of chicken outside. They're making chicken outside in the, in the lobby here at Vice. So you just go crazy. I'll come back. Uh, I, I love how this like this announcement got made, and I don't know about you, but I immediately started getting like notes from podcast listeners. Who are like can't wait for this week? <laughs> I don't I wonder what the over under on angry size yes. is going to be. We should have lost the capacity to be surprised at this point by this league. At this point, we should just sit down on any given issue and say what do the fans want, and then just assume that the NHL will do the exact opposite. More than anything, I'm disappointed in myself for being surprised here all year long. I said this is posturing. They're going to go. Mm-hmm. They couldn't possibly be this stupid. And here we are. They're not going to go, apparently. It says all you need to know about this league, that they put out a statement saying we're not going to go, and we all start immediately parsing the statement for loopholes. Right. And They don't say the matter is closed. They say we consider the matter closed. They don't say we've gone ahead and made a schedule for next year. They say we are in the process of thinking about starting to, you know, like nothing with this league can ever be taken at face value. Nothing can ever be simple. Maybe they still end up going. Maybe the NHLPA goes to them. Maybe the IOC or whoever does. But it certainly sounds like this is done. And they're not going to go for 2018. And then in 2022, they'll come crawling back. And all of the things that they claim are problems now will suddenly not be problems somehow four years later. Because, of course, in 2022, the games are in China, which is a big market that every pro sports league wants to tap into. And it's a, it's a perfect opportunity uh, for the NHL. And, and so they'll try to get back in there. And, you know, I, at this point... I'd be perfectly happy if the if the IOC told them to go jump off a bridge. And if you don't go to 2018, you're not going to 2022. But we'll see. That's a debate for four years from now. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll be coming off of a lockout at that point. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, were, were you surprised? Did, did this catch you off guard at all? Or were you smart enough to no. assume they were going to screw this up? If the question for me is ever starting with, are you smart enough to, the answer is no. It's never, it's never going to be yes. I I thought the same thing. I thought it was posturing. I thought they would get it done in the off season. They would make it happen. And there are so many aspects to this. Like, like we could literally do two hours just talking about all the stupid things involved with this, whether it's the NHL, the IOC, the double IHF, but there's a couple that stand out for me. One is this is a league that weirdly sometimes, whether it's teams or the league itself, they announce good news at 5 o'clock on a Friday of a holiday weekend. Like, 
you know, re-signing your your big star player to an eight-year deal. It'll come out at like five thirty on Friday, and you're like, don't you want to publicize that? Don't you want that to like hit the news cycle at Monday morning and have it be there all week? And so the NHL says, you know, when you know when we're going to announce the the Olympics aren't happening Monday four thirty beginning of the week. Yep. And that's that's stupid on its own. That's just like your textbook NHL dumb stuff. But the idea of we're announcing it now so it doesn't cast a shadow over the Stanley Cup playoffs. What do you think every star player is going to get asked when like national people pop into a playoff series when, you know, beat writers from another team go into the other locker room and they it's it's going to be a story now for at least the, the entire first round when it wouldn't have been. So there's that aspect of it. But the whole thing with the money and the insurance I won't lie to you. I don't completely understand how it works with basketball, but I feel like the local, not the local, but the national basketball governing bodies will ensure the players. Like I, I tried to find like answers for this, but like there's like some players that play for like small countries and like they can't afford the insurance because like they're superstar players and they play for a tiny country and that becomes a problem. But I don't see the IOC insuring like Draymond Green and all these guys. Like they're 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 just they just go and it's in the summer and I get it. It's a different time, so it's easier to go and all that stuff, but. This idea that like they need to get money, they need to get the, all this little extra money, and I'm thinking about like all the money the NHL has added to its coffers since Sochi, like the DraftKings partnership, the MLB, you know, billion dollar deal, like all these other extra outdoor games, and now they're like, there's the NHL has made in theory. Again, I always say in theory because I always wonder if the NHL really does make money when you see how tight they are at the purses when the the the, the time to go to the the Olympics comes, but. Like you really just can't insure your like you can't just like get like a little pool together with your billionaire owners and insure your own players and send them over there because the fans really want to see it. Like how like again the whole like we don't see a tangible uptick in ticket sales and revenue from going to the Olympics. How do you know? Like how how, how do you like draw a line from A to B? Like now you're not going to go to Pyeongchang where there's 50 million people, which is still a lot of people. That's still a lot of people you probably want to tap into. You tap into one percent of that. That's a lot of people, and. I, I just there, there's just so many aspects to it, and you're absolutely right. When Beijing comes around, all of this stuff stopping the season, momentum. We don't see anything up. Like they're so just going to go. The IOC is not going to give them anything. They're not giving them now, and it's just they just don't want to go and play in a weird time zone for not in, in front of not as many people as China, and it's just so dumb, right. so dumb. Because the reasons they gave were were nonsense. And and first of all, just to add on to your point about the timing, because you're right, that was. You know, the NHL comes out and says, yeah, we don't really, we're not going to go to the Olympics because we don't think our fans really, really like going to the Olympics, but we have to announce it now because this will overshadow our playoffs. Sure. Uh And then they they announce it on Monday. Of of all the teams in the NHL, which team (laughs) has got the biggest superstar (laughs) where the Olympics is an issue? Washington Capitals. What's the biggest media market in the entire league? Toronto. Where were the Washington Capitals on Monday when the league announces this? In Toronto. So like 7,000 reporters immediately get to descend on Alexander Ovechkin. And I mean, like, honestly, the NHL had some points here. And I, I, I hate the fact that this has turned into something where some people view it as you, you have to pick sides between the NHL and the IOC. Because the IOC is terrible. The IOC might be the only sports organization in the world that's easier to hate than the NHL. They're a bunch of crooks, and nobody should ever defend them on just about anything. If they had just come out months ago when they started floating the idea that they that they weren't going to go and said, look, we know our fans want to go. We know our players want to go. We want to go. But at some point, 
we're getting a raw deal from the IOC. And if we can't get something better, we may not be able to go. You know, like we should be able to use footage of our own players if we send them to the Olympics. We should be able to put the Olympic rings on things from a marketing perspective. I think that's fair. And I think if they had sold it that way, then maybe we're having a different conversation today, even if it's the same result. But they didn't. This being the NHL, a recurring theme in all these things we complain about, you know, the expansion draft list, the loser point, all of this stuff, a recurring theme is that the NHL just assumes that you as a fan are dumb enough that they can just lie right to your face and you'll accept Mm -hmm. it and you'll be fine with it. And you won't put in the 15 seconds of thinking it takes to realize that that what they're telling you is is nonsense. And, you know, when it comes to this, the, the reasons they gave, I mean, first of all, you're, you're right. They, they made it all about, you know, this insurance and, you know, the coverage fees that they knew the IOC wasn't going to pay. The IOC said they wouldn't pay it. The NHL did this little performative pouting about it. And then the double IHF comes in and says, well, we'll pay it. So there you go, problem solved. And the NHL is then left going, well, we don't want you to pay it. Right. We want them to pay it. I mean, they, they just solved your problem for you, but clearly clearly that wasn't the real issue. That was just something for, for them to make a show out of being upset about, and, and, and the, the IIHF kind of ruined it by stepping in. But look, like, let's, like I wrote about this for tomorrow. Let's look at the reasons, the stated reasons that the NHL gave us. Instead of pointing at the IOC, uh, they told us, okay, so we don't like having to condense our schedule. All right. What else condenses schedules? The World Cup, which we just mm-hmm. literally just months ago brought back. Bye weeks too. After Bye weeks condensed after schedule. a twelve year absence. Like we're playing a condensed schedule right now because of something the NHL brought back voluntarily after twelve years. We we're worried about injuries. Players might get you know, players are playing an extra four or five games, they might get hurt. Yeah. You, you know when else players get hurt? During the preseason that nobody likes. Nobody enjoys the preseason, not the players, not the fans, not anyone, but the owners can force you to buy tickets as part of your season ticket package, so we have an eight-game preseason that everyone hates. Uh, we don't want to interrupt momentum. Momentum. You know, that momentum. Lord knows, all, all that momentum that the NHL has in mid-February, <laughs> uh, they can't interrupt that. But in the playoffs, when hockey's at its best and interest is at its highest, we'll have four or five-day gaps between series every year. I mean, it n- clearly none of these reasons were actually reasons. The the reason, and and I wrote this. If you, if you read the grab bag this week, you'll you'll see me make pretty much the same point. The reason that they don't want to go to the Olympics is the same reason as, that they make every decision. If something is not directly putting money into their pockets, they don't care whether you like it. They don't care what the fans think. They don't care what the players think. None of it matters. If it's not a dollar sign going directly, it not, not in an abstract way, not in a long term, not in a let's build the game, directly into their pockets, screw you, they don't care, and they're not doing it. And that's, that's what this was about. That's all it was ever about. They tried to spin it as a player issue. I mean, they had that, that back in November where they tried to dump it on the players and basically said... We'll go to the Olympics if you extend the CBA or, or right. agree not to opt out of the CBA, you know, which is that that's this league's idea of negotiating. I give you the status quo. You give me something back of value. 
the players told him to go piss up a rope, which is exactly what the players should have done and exactly what the league knew the players were going to do. But in the league's mind, now they could blame the players. Now they could point and say, well, these guys didn't didn't take the deal. And and luckily for once, fans seem to have seen through that. I, I haven't seen very many, very many people blaming, you know, trying to trying to pin this on the players the way the league wanted. But this is where we wind up. And, and look, I, I think we made the point back in November and December when when that offer to the players about the CBA was made, but I'll make it again here. We are three years away from the next lockout. Three years from now, Gary Bettman is going to get up in front of a camera and he is going to very solemnly tell you that he has to shut down the league yet again because the CBA just doesn't work for the owners. And he's going to do that once again, assuming that you are too dumb to remember that just a few years ago he offered to extend the exact same CBA that he's now shutting the league down over. And, you know, at, at some point as fans, it's, you know what, it, it's kind of on us. If if we're dumb enough to fall for it, then I guess the NHL is doing the right thing. But remember that when, when you're sitting there years from now and we're going through lockout number four, remember that these same owners were perfectly willing to extend the CBA a few years earlier. And when it didn't happen, they took your Olympics away because they were having a having a pout about it no one's gonna remember I, I'll, I'll barely remember because here's, here's the, the other part of this too that i think is great is the nhl really just didn't want to go and you can tell they didn't want to go because like you said once the demand was met over the insurance they were like well we'd also like to use the olympic logos and get a piece of the marketing and, and then at that point like even if you hate the ioc if you're the ioc you're just like why you're, you're you're the seventh most popular sports league in North America? We don't need your players to have a you know a, a revenue filled cash cow Olympics for three weeks. Like stay home. Like we don't care. Like that's eventually you get to the point where you just make a demand where no one's going to step up, and then you're just like, well, we just thought we wanted to just show video highlights on our website. Like, and I get it. I understand why you'd want to show like Team USA, Team Canada highlights on your website, but. I mean, you still went to the Olympics all these other times without having that in your back pocket. Like now, now it's important to have that. They knew they weren't going to get that. But when it comes to the fans, man, like, again, I'm pretty sure I wrote this somewhere this week. It's all been a blur. It's all been an Olympic anger, red face blur. But once you come back from a full season lockout with record attendance that following season, the owners have you. The owners know they can do anything they want to you. Like, you're, you're that... You're that desperate, you know, person who just wants to wants to be liked, and you just want to do whatever that other person says. Like you just follow them around. You're a little puppy dog, and they can they can kick the dog, and the dog is like, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if the Olympics. Come on, I mean, you're right. It was the, the full season lockout was big, but I think it was the last one. I think it was 2013 because 2000, you know, 2005. At least there was there was something big at stake. A lot of fans did want a salary cap. A lot of fans did want to change the playing field. They came back with a bunch of new rules. You know, it felt different. It had been away for a year. 2013, there was there was no big issue at play. It was just about getting to 50-50, which is where we all knew they were going to end up on day one. But they took four months mm-hmm. to get there, came back with the exact same product, and the fans still came back. They painted a little welcome back message in the ice and virtually all the fans came back. And I feel like that was the point where it's like, we're, we're done here. And it was, and it was also, it was also outdoor games. They gave them like six outdoor games that year. They played like two in New York, one in Vancouver, and they'll probably do the same thing for this. They'll just say, 
hey, no mm-hmm. Olympics in 2018, but here's 11 outdoor games. And of, and of course, yep. of course, the nice thing the NHL does for the fans just means more money for the NHL because that's just more stadiums filled up with people paying money yep. to watch. 11 outdoor hockey. games, 12 of which will feature the Blackhawks. Because, <laughs> <sighs> you know, and, and but that's the thing. Like, I've, I get emails every now and then from fans. Uh, and this, this week I got a bunch emails or, you know, DMs on Twitter, whatever, however people reach out. And one of the things I've, I've heard from a lot of fans is like, what, what can we do like this? I, I don't want to oversell it because I I'm with you. I think that this is yet another case where fans are going to be mad and then nothing's really going to change. But this, this does feel like it's felt a bit like this season. I've seen at least some fans seem to be hitting that tipping point where they're like, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this league. Not that they're done watching hockey, not that they're done watching the NHL, but they're just, they're, they're done putting up with what, with everything the, the league asks them to put up with. And, and one of the things I'm getting from fans is like, what can we do? Like, what should fans do? If you're sick and tired of the NHL, mm. what do you do? And I don't have a great answer for them because watch the NBA. Yeah. I mean, my, but my, my thing is, look, if you're a fan, if you're a hockey fan, I'm not going to tell you stop watching the NHL. I'm not going to tell you cancel your season's tickets because depending on what market you're in, you go. I mean, if you're if you're a Leafs fan, you cancel your season's tickets. They just turn around and sell them to somebody else with a seat license and and probably make even more money. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to tell you don't watch the games if this is you know you go to work all day and come home. You got a couple hours. You just want to relax and and you like to watch hockey. I'm not going to tell you don't watch hockey and you know just because some some billionaire somewhere made you angry. But I don't, you know, I don't know what we're left with. I don't, I, like, I know I've, I've already seen some fans are kind of suggesting that we, you know, we should do something next year during the Olympics. You know, when, during those, those three weeks of the regular season, two and a half weeks, you know, that's when you send a signal to the league that we, we're not happy that you're here. We're not happy that you guys are, are playing while the Olympics is going on. And, or, or, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, people, you know, buying less merchandise, doing this or that, you know, I don't know. I, I wish I had a good answer. I know the obvious answer is just stop watching. And maybe that's the only one that would matter. But I mean, most hockey fans aren't going to stop watching because it's, you know, like, like we've said before, great game, terrible league. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? I think you're right, though. You have to basically have like a three week boycott where fans, just don't go to games. But the problem is is that tickets are sold by February anyway. Yeah. Like it's not as though like if you don't show up after you've already you know made your season ticket payments, like the coyotes are gonna be like, Oh, it sucks. Our our arena's empty, but we got your money. So yeah, like if you don't buy merchandise, I mean if merchandise sales slow for three weeks, you're you're you'll you'll just buy it in March. If you don't watch games, I mean the T V deals have already been sold and, and they're Make they're getting the money from that already. I, I don't know unless unless you just like cancel your subscription. Oh, even if you cancel your subscription to like NHL.tv, you've already paid for it. You're not going to get a refund. I don't know. I don't know what the the NHL. Like, There's got to be. They have you by the and, and it's got to be stuff. in big. No- I mean, I one one of the things that I thought like I I don't know about other people, but I'm like in my family, I'm hockey guy, which means <laughs> that like when it comes to like the holidays, I'm the easiest guy to buy for. Everybody just goes out, finds something with a Maple Leaf logo on it or an NHL logo on it, and, like, that's it. And, you know, Christmas comes around, and I'm just like, oh, yep, here's six more <laughs> Leafs T-shirts and a, and a cat. You know, 
if if you're that guy, you know, maybe this is the year you go to your family and you're like, hey, you know what? Don't don't give me any hockey stuff this year. You know, something like that where you're, you know, do you really need another shirt? No. Do you really need to, you know, maybe you go to, maybe you keep going to the games, but you, you know, go have your dinner somewhere else rather than paying $8 mm-hmm. for a terrible hot. I, I don't know. I, you know, I really, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, do you really, th- do you really think your family's still going to buy you stuff after the whole Disney World dinosaur thing? Cause I, I it sounds like they don't like you anymore. Well, my kids won't. No, no, my kids, my kids just make me little homemade cards with terrifying dinosaurs eating them <laughs> oh this is so cute i wonder what this represents i'll never know uh yeah i think we should make this our goal between now and next year is we we, we figure out the perfect plan that tells the nhl or oh you know what you know what it could be because let's say the nhl does the post lockout thing and schedules a bunch of outdoor games for february right when the olympics have happened this is hard to do but you would have to convince fans of those teams playing in that outdoor game to just not buy tickets. Those are the tickets you don't buy because those are tickets that are going to yep. be just sold separately from all your other stuff. Just don't go to those games. And, yeah. And and again, like that's where, you know, I feel like you do that. Maybe I'm too locked into the Toronto market where it's all, it's all businesses anyways, but you know, somebody else just snaps it up and the NHL just, just left. So I, I don't know, but I, I tell you when it comes to fan reaction, the one the the one time that I laughed this week about this issue was there was a, a piece in one of the Canadian papers and I saw the headline come across somewhere and it said uh, they, what they did, they basically commissioned a, like a, a survey, a poll in, in the wake of the announcement. And the headline was Canadian and American fans react very differently to NHL Olympic announcement. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I clicked on it. And what the survey said was that fans in Canada were angry and fans in the United States didn't care. Which really to me, like, you know, because they just they just surveyed like sports fans, like and like in Canada, sports fans were like, this sucks. And in America, they were like, I didn't even know the NHL went to the Olympics, so I don't care. Like, is there a more perfect encapsulation of the Gary Bettman era like that when you write the book? on the Gary Bettman modern NHL era. That should be your headline. Canada angry, America doesn't give a shit. The Gary Bettman story. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what it is, too, is that Canada wins gold every time in the U.S. Either doesn't win gold and wins silver or bronze or just takes a huge dump for two weeks. There might be part of I think too. that's part of yeah. it. <sighs> we'll solve that another day, I guess. Does the results of the 2018 Olympics matter now because i mean oh, we're, no. we've also got this scenario where no you could have you, you've got all these russian players saying that they want to go and then the russian federation kind of hinting that they should go like if russia sends over some you know ovechkin datsu kovalchuk dream team and just wins gold over you know a bunch of canadian college kids and they, i mean ryan reynolds here from mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
does anyone care? Like, does that count? Are we going to pretend like that matters? That is going to be a dumb part of it. Like, I don't think any NHL player is going to go. I think at the end of the day, they'll they'll yeah. they'll be like, all right, we're going to stay, and we we won't upset the team chemistry. Blah 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 blah, which is fine. Like, I know how bad they want to go, but yeah, you're right. Like. There's going to be a situation where, like, you know, all the Russian dudes in the KHL who are still good are going to go play in the Olympics and probably throttle everybody. And on top of that, you're going to have guys, I don't have any names per se, but like, I don't know, like, let's say uh, Redeem Verbata. You know, he's a free agent after the year. If he can go make a bunch of money in the KHL for one year and then go play in the Olympics, he's probably going to do it. So there's, there's going to be guys like that who are going to be UFAs this summer that maybe won't want to stay in the NHL for one more year if it means they can't represent their national team one more time those guys are probably going to help but I mean for the most part like I don't think it's really going to help Canada and the U.S. I feel like Canada and the U.S. is going to play in like the seventh place game at some point during that tournament and I realize I like I'm already sounding like a bitter Canadian who's like eh, you know setting the table for that seventh place finish it's going to be uh, I don't know it's just like because I, I know I've seen you know this this is you know, hockey fans are a big group and not everyone agrees on everything. And I've heard from some fans who are like, good. I, I like the Olympics better when it's, when it's not the pro players. I like the Olympics just fine. And, yeah, sure. I like, I, know, I, I, I like my pizza fat free. I like my cheese without any. Yeah, sure. I believe that. I believe those people. Sure. Sure. I mean, and, and maybe they do, but uh, you know, I, I think there's a difference between saying I enjoyed the Olympics in 1992 or 94 versus going back and enjoying them. Now, after you've seen best on best yeah. for, I mean, this is what the Olympics is supposed to be. The Olympics is supposed to be the best in a sport competing. It's not, you know, you don't watch the 100 meter because it's, you know, a, the 105th fastest guy might win the gold medal, right? Like you're watching it because... I would, I would watch that, though. <laughs> if it was just like a bunch I of would. like overweight dudes like like yeah. flailing in the water. You might be onto something. Yeah, I... <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, you watch because it's, it's the best of the best. And, and look, I mean, it'll still be good. I'm sure, you know, the, the, the players who do end up going are going to work their behinds off. I mean, you're, you're going to see guys just, just absolutely leaving everything on the ice out there. And it'll matter to them. And I'm sure whichever country wins, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here saying it won't matter. If Canada wins gold medal, you know, we'll, we'll probably all act like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, another gold. I don't know. To me, it's... You know, give give me best on best. That's that's right. It's, it's the same reason I don't really care about the World Hockey Championships every year. You know, where it's right. just all the guys who aren't in the playoffs and and didn't think to fake an injury when the coach called. <laughs> you know, yeah, great. I I'm I'm happy if Canada wins. I'm I'm happy if there's a you know we get a dramatic final. But I I don't I don't care, and I don't remember. You know, the the, the Olympics without the NHL, the Olympics is basically a glorified Spangler Cup. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. On the men's side, yeah, yeah, maybe, right. maybe that's what you may. the The women's tournament will be will be great. As you, I mean, it'll be a two team tournament. But oh, I don't know. I don't know if you can assume that anymore with Finland knocking around Canada in the World's here. That's so true. Maybe you're, maybe yeah. you're, maybe all your hockey teams are taking a step back, men's and women's, and it's time to just. That's that's my conspiracy theory today on Vice.com yeah. is the the Team USA would have won gold in 2018 and 2022 because they were they were finally ascending they finally got Austin Matthews Jack Eichel and now because of a Canadian conspiracy amongst the Canadian owners they're not going to let anybody go to, to avoid embarrassment at the hands of Coach John Tortorella in 2018. I like it. Yeah, I, I feel like that's, that's pretty coming. solid. 
Hey, you want to, you want to, you want to do your rant? I know, I know you want to do a rant, and I, I, I like when you go off on a rant, and, and I believe you have something you wanted to rant about today that's I, not Olympic well, related. Yeah, it's not Olympic related. So, so we're switching topics here, but we're we're staying in the general zone of things that the NHL does that are stupid. Oh, and before and, you do this, before you do this, I just want to say because it's Friday, con- congratulations on the Toronto Maple Leafs clinching a playoff spot. <laughs> Good, big, don't do this, Dave. Big big day don't for do you. This. Big day it's, for you. Congratulations. We're recording this on Thursday. The Leafs have not played the Lightning yet. They could clinch. And in fact, you know what I'm really looking forward to is for tonight's game. And I know everyone's the game's already been played when people are hearing this. So this is this is kind of a total waste of everyone's time. But like there is a scenario in play yes. tonight, yes, where the Tampa Bay Lightning could be in a situation where they have to win in Toronto, not just not just beat the Maple Leafs, but they have to win in regulation or overtime, not in the shootout which means we could, and this is actually going to be a good segue into what I want to rant about, because we could see the ultra-rare scenario in which a team loses in overtime and does not get the loser point. Yep. Because the Tampa Bay Lightning may, if, if, if there's two minutes left in overtime, they, that it makes sense for the Lightning to treat that as if they're a goal down and pull their goalie to get that winning goal. And if you pull your goalie in overtime... A lot of fans don't know this, but if you pull your goalie in overtime, you don't get the loser point if you get scored on. And I just, you know, as someone who A, hates the loser point and B, loves chaos, uh, like we don't even have a column in the standings for that happening. That's that's how unusual. And, it, and it, it's happened twice in history, but never in the shootout era. I really got my fingers crossed it happens tonight. You know what they should do? They should do it to start overtime because if Every team that starts overtime, like the Leafs will throw out, I mean, I don't know who their first three are, but say it's like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and Morgan Riley, and Tampa throws out, I don't know if Tyler Johnson's playing tonight, but Kucherov, say Kucherov, Tyler Johnson, and Victor Hedman, and say Tampa wins the opening faceoff, and then they throw out, you know, Andre Palat or whoever their fourth best healthy guy is at this point, and suddenly you have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner killing a four-on-three to start overtime. Like you could maybe catch Toronto off guard by that, I as like opposed it. to waiting till there's two minutes left. But then does, does Babcock maybe start his PKers to start overtime? I don't know. I, that's I, I am excited about it. All I know is the Leafs. They, they've got like all this amazing young talent, and for some reason Leo Komarov plays like four minutes of overtime. <laughs> like every. <laughs> Every Leafs overtime is just like breakaway. Oh, it's Komarov. You know, two one. Oh, it's Kom- why is Komarov out there again? Like, so yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. I think this sh- this should be a new segment of our podcast. Is Dave and Sean discuss things that could happen tonight, but you already know by now it did not happen. But yeah, I, I'm going to go into my something I, I just want to address, and it's not a rant. Sorry to let you down. I don't think. Oh, uh, but I. <laughs> This is because I've heard from a bunch of fans because as as you know, and anyone who listens to this knows and anyone who reads my stuff knows, I hate the loser point. Yeah, you do. I think it's it's an absolute joke. I think it's the worst rule that that this league has right now. Uh, And I've I've hammered that point constantly for for years now, maybe depending on your perspective, maybe too often. Maybe you're sick of hearing me talk about it. I'm not going to go into the whole debate again today, but I've had a bunch of people point out to me that after I've spent the last three or four years constantly complaining about the loser point, uh, I now have my favorite team that I've rooted for since I was a little kid, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are on the verge of making the playoffs based on leading the league in loser points. Mm -hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs have got 15 loser points heading into tonight's Thursday night's action 
which is more than any other team in the league. And they're, they're pretty much going to, uh, probably going to make the playoffs because of it. And I've had a bunch of people ask me like, does this change your opinion now that it's worked out in, in your favorite team's favor? And the short answer to that is no, of course not. Like what, what, what kind of <laughs> You're a principled idiot man. would I be right. if I changed my opinion? Like if you change your opinion based on whatever happens to be good for your team at the time, then you're, you don't, you don't have any opinions. You don't have anything that you actually, uh, that you actually believe. And, 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 and I've floated this a couple times, you know, whenever this comes up and, and I mention this, I always get people, you know, it's, it's funny, even though I'm a Leafs fan and, and I think everyone who reads me understands that, uh, you know, I, I always end up encountering people who, who don't know my work and they assume that I'm like, I'm, I'm bashing the Leafs by saying this, that, you know, like that I'm saying the Leafs don't deserve to, to get into the playoffs because of the loser. But look, I, I mean, you play with the rules that are in front of you. This is how the standings work. This is how the standings look. And the Leafs make the playoffs under this system. They deserve it. And, you know, sorry, too bad for Tampa or whoever else uh, loses out. Uh, this is this is how the system works. And, you know, I understand that th- there are people who argue that, you, you know, just because you have a lot of losers, but that doesn't reflect badly on the team because maybe it just means that you didn't win the coin flips in the shootout where the Leafs have a terrible record. It, it, you didn't win the coin flips in overtime where their their record isn't much better. And, you know, we, we can have that argument another day. But the, the point that I did want to make and that I, I made a couple of days ago on Twitter and, and I think some people got and, and, and maybe some people didn't uh, didn't see it the way I was I was trying to put it in front of them. You can hate the loser point. You can be okay with it. You can even like it. There there are arguments that you can make in favor of the loser point. You can make the argument that the shootout is so stupid that we shouldn't we you you can't give zero points to a team that loses in the shootout mm-hmm. because it's not real hockey. Mm-hmm. I get that argument. You you could even make the argument that artificially inflating everyone's records is good for the league. It's good for marketing. It's good, you know, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's in a season's ticket call center who's like, look, it's easier to market a 90-point team than a 78-point team, even if the records are exactly the same. So that's that's why we have this thing. But the one argument that the league constantly puts out there is that the reason we have to have this stupid thing is because it makes the playoff races closer. And and you hear some variation of this all the time. You know, they, they, whenever they ask a GM, remember Brian Burke a little while ago, well, you're going to have teams that are going to be out of the race in December. And, and you know, uh, other people say, well, you know, look at all the parity. That's because of the loser point. And that's clearly not the case. It's I mean, you, you literally have to look at the standings for five seconds to see that the loser points are, are pretty randomly distributed through the standings. And, and with that... There's always a couple of outliers at each end, but for the most part, most teams have got like 8, 10, 12 of these things. And if everyone's getting them in roughly equal measure, then it's not making anything any closer. I mean, if I've got, if my team has 75 points and yours has 80, and then we sprinkle in the loser point, now my team has 87 points and your team has 92. Like, we didn't get any closer. That didn't make the, the race any closer. And again, like we said earlier, this this whole thing that the loser point makes the playoff races closer is just another case of the league really, really hoping that you don't think for five seconds about what it is that they're telling you and realize that it doesn't make any sense. And when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs heading into this big game tonight with the Lightning... That they won. The Toronto Maple Leafs have played 79 games. 
They have won 39 games. They have lost 40 games. The Tampa Bay Lightning have played 79 games. They have won 39 games. They have lost 40 games. These two teams have the same record. This should be a great race to the finish. You're talking two teams. We're, we're three games left in the season, two teams fighting for one playoff spot, and they have the same record. That should be one hell of a race. But because of the loser point, Toronto Maple Leafs are five points ahead, and, and basically, even if Tampa wins tonight, the Maple Leafs are, are still pretty much close to a sure thing to get that spot, uh, and Tampa won't get it. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. I understand that you know there's there's all sorts of different arguments about what the loser point is and what it does, and we'll save those arguments for another day. But the one thing we can all agree on is the loser point is not making that playoff race closer. It is doing the exact opposite. This is two teams have the exact same one-loss record, and there's a big five-point gap between them just because the loser point fairy showed up and sprinkled more points on one team than the other. So Is the loser point fairy, is, is, is it Gary Bettman? Is it just Gary Bettman with like wings and he has like a wand? Yeah. Okay. Wings and a tutu and a wand, <laughs> and, it, and, and just comes and flies over the ice at the end of regulation, and now the game is magically worth three points instead of two. <laughs> so I'm not saying the Leafs don't deserve to be in. You know, I'm certainly as a fan, I'm happy they're in. I'm not saying that, you know, if you're an Islanders or or a Lightning fan that you got robbed somehow. You didn't. This is what the system is. But if anybody ever, the next time the league says, well, we need this loser point, it keeps the playoff races closer. Or the next time someone in the media parrots that back without, you know, critically thinking about it, just remember the year that two teams were fighting for a playoff spot had the exact same one-loss record, and there was a big gap between them because of the loser point. Or look at, you know, look at the Pacific Division right now. This, again, Thursday, as of Thursday afternoon, Anaheim, 44 wins. Edmonton, 44. San Jose, 45. Calgary, 44. Can't get any closer to that. Can't, you know, can't have a closer race. But the Ducks have almost clinched, and the Flames are basically locked into fourth spot in the division. Why? Because the loser point fairy handed out the points unevenly. I mean, there are going to be times, it's random. There's going to be times where it does make the races closer. There's going to be times where it makes them further away. And there's going to be times where it doesn't do anything. Don't let this league tell you something right to your face that's clearly not true. And just buy it because they say it all the time. Uh, you know, if, if, if you're still falling for it, even after you look at the standings, I don't know what to tell you. All right. First of all, that was definitely a rant. I know you said that was. Yeah, I think it might have been. That was a rant. I would I classify so. that as a rant. And you're, you're right about all that stuff, but uh, you shouldn't really feel guilty about the 15 OT losses because Florida won a division in 2012 with 18 of them. So you've 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 won. You're you're going to win 40 games. Um, you clinched last night, and so you you don't have to worry about this anymore. Now you're just fighting for the, <laughs> you're fighting for the two spot in the division. And who do you who do you want in the first round? You want Ottawa or Boston? I know you don't want Washington. No, you don't want Washington, especially after watching the Leafs play Washington. I mean... You want Ottawa. If you're a Leafs fan and you just want them to have the best chance possible, you want Ottawa. Ottawa was the vulnerable team in this mix even before everybody got hurt. Eric Carlson's apparently not playing tonight. Uh, you assume he's going to be back for the playoffs, but he's he's not 100%. Ottawa's the team that you want. Me personally, there's just living here in Ottawa, I don't know what it's going to be like. If the Leafs and Senators play each other, I'll, I'll tell you, being here at the height of the Battle of Ontario was was awful because <laughs> the fans here could not handle it. 
I mean, it, it was it, like, it was ugly. I mean, there, like it, it's in all seriousness, you'd go to games in the playoffs and there would be fights in the stands. There'd be fights in the parking lot there. I mean, it was the, 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 it, it was just a bad atmosphere. Uh, you know, the media just becomes just insufferable up here. So there's a part of me that's like, oh, I don't want to go through that again. But maybe, you know, maybe it'll be better this time around. We've, we've, you know, nobody's dove into anyone else's benches in a while. So we, we should be okay. Um, but yeah, clearly Ottawa is the team out of everyone in the East right now that, that I think everyone wants to play because they're the ones who seem like they're the, they're the, they've got the, the bullseye on them. All right. I agree. Let's go to the mailbag. We got some questions. It's it's the end of the season, and you can tell people are pumped up to talk about hockey because they've they've pushed through thanks to the momentum of the season not stopping, and now they're they're ready for the playoffs. And Brett Engel, because we didn't cover this, and we should probably talk about it. He wants to know how boned are the Penguins without Chris Letang on to uh, wait. What, oh, he, oh he, sorry. How boned are the Pens without Letang on a scale of just fine to fourteen fifteen playoffs, which was when they were. Wasn't it 2011 when they were all banged up and they had no Malkin and Crosby? How how boned are they, Sean? How boned are they without Latang? Yeah, that that was a game changer. Finding out that Chris Latang is out, I I don't, I don't know that they're, you know, moderately boned, boned? moderately boned, moderately boned. boned. Yeah, let's. I like that. That's they're moderately boned. Like I felt like because you know, and and we've known for a while now that. Pittsburgh was probably going to play the Blue Jackets. It's now locked in. They're definitely, we know we've got that matchup. Uh, and and I felt like everybody was going to be picking the Penguins in that. Even if the Blue Jackets got home ice, even if they finished with the same record, it was just like, you know, it's like time to put the cards on the table. Do you really buy the Blue Jackets as an elite team? And they're going up against the defending champs. I feel like everyone was going to pick the, the Penguins. Now I, eh, I, like that's starting to move into more of a, more of a toss-up zone for me yeah the, you know the the one thing though is that you know i keep seeing people point out and that you know they, every year they they always point out you need a norris caliber defenseman to win a stanley cup you, you you know you go back year after year after year the team that wins the stanley cup has that you know duncan keith drew dowdy zidane ochera chris Latang. like you, you go down the list and and now suddenly the penguins don't have that guy but then I look around. And I'm like, does like does Washington have that guy? Does Columbus have that guy? I, you know, that does the 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 Rangers. You know, maybe the Leafs certainly don't. Uh, you know, the Senators do. Boston doesn't anymore. Montreal does. I I don't know. It, it it's I I don't feel like this rules the Penguins out of repeating. Because I saw a lot of that, you know, as soon as soon as that news came across Twitter, I had I saw all these people going, "Well, there there goes your defending, your chance at defending." I mean, that's it. The Penguins are out. I don't know if if I'm willing to go that far, but that, I mean, short of losing Crosby, I think that that's about the worst possible news that they could have had this close to the playoffs. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they can still beat Columbus. I, before that, I would have picked Pittsburgh in five. Now I'll probably say like Pittsburgh in seven because I just still think they're they're much better than Columbus. But it's it's a winnable series now for Columbus. But after that, I just don't know how it's it's it's, it's Latang and it's also all the other guys. Like Malkin's probably going to come back, but we don't know how banged up he is. They're missing Haglin. They're missing. They're still missing some key guys. And the guys that come back for the playoffs might not be a hundred percent. I think that'll affect them. So it's like Latang plus all the other stuff, but. 
I don't know. Yeah. I think I still picked them to be, to be and it's, Columbus. And it's Serger. I mean, it's not like, you know, some of these, every time, this time of year, right? Like guys, oh, they're hurt. That's it. They're out for, they're out for months. And then, you know, two rounds in the playoffs, suddenly, oh, look, he's skating. Oh, look, maybe mm-hmm. he might come back. And, and, but I mean, in this case, you're, I mean, you're talking surgery with a six month recovery. There's, there's just no chance he's done. Oh man, that's, that is, that is, like I say, I, 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 I'm talking about, I, I'm going to say even slightly more than moderately boned. I don't know what comes after moderately boned, but pencil in for that. As Jonathan Tave said about the Olympics, tough bounce, tough bounce, tough bounce. Um, Tanner Martin, this is for you. Who are the top Ogwacks, which you had to explain to me in this year's playoffs? T- tell everybody what an Ogwack is. An Ogwack is an old guy without a cup, and this is the, the, the that beloved NHL uh, uh, character who shows up in playoff time, the old guy who hasn't won the Stanley Cup. He's usually the first guy who gets handed the Stanley Cup by his uh, team captain. He's always the the great story that everyone loves. You know, Kimo Tiemann in a couple years ago was a great example. Uh, you know, you go back for the Ray Bork, obviously probably the the greatest the greatest Ogwack of all time. Timo Solani, Lanny McDonald, guys like that. Uh, and every year, I, I I usually write a piece, and I probably will write one uh, at, in maybe once we get into the second or third round of of who are the best guys left. Uh, you know, it's tough because the the undisputed top option this year was Jerome McGinley. And he ended up getting traded to a team that didn't even make the playoffs, which was, which is a brutal way for, for his season to, to end and maybe his career to end. Cause he, cause he would have absolutely been the pick. You know, I haven't looked down the whole list, but uh, you know, Joe Thornton is still to my mind, probably the tight. He was last year, came within a couple of games. I feel like he's the guy that best suits that kind of ogwack storyline yeah Thornton and Marlowe the the oldest guy I I think who's going to be in the playoffs who hasn't won the cup yet is Andre Markov okay good one he's 39 gonna be 40 in December but he's Russian so you can't possibly root for him that's just the rules no you can't gotta be an old Canadian guy and then we've also got Ron Hainsey who's the I guess the uh the the old guy without a playoffs who's gonna be making his (laughs) playoff debut and and based on how the Penguins are going right now, probably playing 35 minutes a night on the top pairing doing it. Good luck, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, the Penguins will be fine. No pressure there. Uh, what, do you, what do you consider to be the most overrated classic rock band? Puck Follower wants to know the answer to that question. Ooh. The most overrated classic rock band. Oh, man. I'll say Led What's Zeppelin. Your... Yeah. Because, like, the, if you ever, like, listen to their songs, like... Like, admittedly, every song written and sung by a dude is about either wanting to have sex or having sex. Like, that's just every song, whether it's rap, rock. Everyone's just singing about, you know, putting stuff in places and making the sex. But, like, their their, their metaphors are so bad on their songs. It's like, I want to be your backdoor man. I know what you're, I know what you're talking about there, <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Come on. Get it together. It's either, it's either songs about, like, sex or Lord of the Rings. Like, I don't know. I'm, I like them. Not, not. I think they're a little overrated. Are you suggesting that that's just not about how he wants to? Uh, <laughs> next, you're going to tell me that like Guns N' Roses, Mister Brownstone is not just about a guy named Mister Brownstone. <laughs> no, it's it actually about, about a brownstone like. apartment building in New York oh, City that they wanted to go. buy. That they're yeah. just really into, and really seems to make them want to stay up until <laughs> three in the morning. And, yeah. 
good song. They love real estate. They love real estate. Exactly. Um, uh, Pablo Jesus or Pablo Jesus, hated kid 666, wants to know which teams that aren't going to make the playoffs this year will have a huge bounce back next, next year. In other words, the, the, this year's are CBJ, Oilers, and Flames. Who will be that team next year? All right. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disqualify the Lightning. I'm going to disqualify the maybe maybe the Stars because I feel like those are teams that, that should have been in the playoffs. Yeah. If, if you're looking for someone who's going to make the, make the leap, uh, boy, I don't, you know, Carolina gets a goaltender. I could see them being good. Yeah. I I still I feel like next year is kind of the last chance, but I I do still feel like the Sabers are gonna make a leap at some yeah. point. That was gonna be my answer at some yeah. point. Like they're gonna have Eichel for a full season. Robin Leonard will stop ninety two percent of pucks overall, and yeah. that'll be enough in the East. And and I feel like it, the the other one is that that's sort of in that last year. Like I feel like Winnipeg is in the last year of their good young team window, and if they if if they don't make a leap next year, then I I think they're like the next Oilers avalanche kind of story where it's like, is there something wrong with this young core and do they need to make a move? Mm-hmm. And then they'll, you know, then they won't and they'll just sit with the same group. And suddenly it's three seasons later and you're like, Oh, we seem to have wasted the prime years of a pretty good team. So whether that happens or not, I don't know. I, I, I still feel like they could be good, but I, we need to see it next year. Jets have one fewer win than Toronto, so they're not that far off. Uh, finally, G- Gary wants to know, uh, G. Shumu on Twitter wants to know, who's the worst organization, FIFA, the IOC, or the NHL? IOC. The IOC yeah, is... The I- see, the only thing I can say in f- that's positive about the IOC is they're at least good at what they do. What they do is being absolutely corrupt and terrible, but at least they're they're good at it. I don't know. I, I can't I feel like the NHL is like almost as bad, but half of it is just incompetence and not actually knowing what they're doing. So the NHL as far as I know has never like displaced poor people in foreign countries to build no. like a stadium that's only used for three weeks and then not yet. Care if they Yeah, not yet. It's they're coming working on it. When they when they when they open up a, 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 a new a new team in some some other country yeah. they're just gonna be like, Well, you know, I just wanted hey, to grow I mean, the did game. You, you've probably did you hear the Calgary Flames are moving in in a league where there are no you know there's they could only find one expansion market and uh, no one else has any <laughs> no one else wants a team yeah Flames are going to move if they don't get a a big free new arena. Ooh, I'm trembling. I'm shaking in my boots. I, I, again, I, I think it was St. Louis voted down a new stadium for uh, an MLS team, I want to yeah. say. I feel like I never actually clicked the story. So maybe like people are getting wise to that stuff and they're not going to do it anymore. But I feel like Calgary is one of those cities that really should not even – you shouldn't even attempt to dupe a city like Calgary that, that's going through what they're going through. To, like you know, the, the NHL has money for a bent stadium. over backwards to keep the Coyotes in Arizona for 20 years, but they're going to let the Calgary Flames move. Sure. Sure they are. Sure. Well, all right. I think we've done enough work for today. Yeah, Tim's giving me the nod. I think it's time for us to go. Um, thanks for the reading. Thanks for the all the readers who come here and read the podcast. Uh, find us on iTunes. Give us some ratings. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that helps. I don't know if that does. Everyone always says that at the end of a podcast. Has anyone ever been like, "Well, we got the eighty fourth rating, and now we're now we're millionaires. Now we're podcast millionaires." But I don't you know, know, I still I don't know how want. any of this works. Every week, somebody 
tweets me like, are you guys going to be available? And then like on some site I've never heard yeah. of. And I'm always like, I'll look into it. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Are you going to be available on Garblix? It's, it's a new site for podcasts. <laughs> I, I Dude, I don't even know how it gets on the internet now. We're working I, on it. I'm the yeah. last person to ask. But uh, yeah, that's it for us this week. Um, if you want to read some Olympic stuff, I'm pretty sure me and, me and Sean have a lot of Olympic anger and content on the internet places and uh, again congratulations to sean his his team's back in the playoffs after an 82 game season for the first time in, in nearly a decade and yeah, i'm really happy for you buddy i'm glad i'm glad you didn't blow it down the stretch with your three tough games that because because if you had lost a tampa game you'd be in trouble because i think it's pittsburgh washington the rest pittsburgh, of the way right? columbus columbus as, as they fight for home ice mm. yeah but it doesn't matter you already beat the lightning no tyler johnson no steven stamkos congratulations on that four to two win in toronto big night for you we're, we're deleting this if it doesn't come true <laughs> all right everybody see ya see thanks ya. for stopping by come on you know that you know they're gonna throttle tampa tonight you have no you have no worries Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.